another episode of the McYon Show. I am your host, McYon, and I thank you so much for tuning in this week. As you know, the McYon Show, we are looking for all entrepreneurs, artists, authors, and, and even a girl and boy next door who has a story that they would like to tell. If that is you, you can definitely send me an email to McYon Anderson, the number one at Gmail, and also on Facebook or Instagram at MBA Speaks. Dot com. Send me a message and let me know if you would like to be a guest on the show. So as you can see, I have Miss Stacy Harvey in the studio this evening as my celebrity co-host. Welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for having <laughs> me again. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for being here. So happy new year to you. Same to you. Thank you. And happy new year to everybody that's watching on voxwave.com on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. We want to wish you all a happy and safe new year and don't forget to thank god for the many blessings that he has bestowed upon you amen for that amen 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 it came so quickly i know like, uh, it seems as if it was yesterday new year's was it was 2018. it just goes to show you how fast um the year goes and you know this year for me has been like uh, um it's been a very eye-opening year. I will yeah. say that um, I lost four people very dear to me this year. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I lost my grandmother and a cousin and two close friends. And, and like a week ago, I did a, a tribute to Mr. Clarence Sanders. He was actually, he has a show after my show here at Vox Wave and he passed away. And I am just like, just thankful for life. At this point right now, I am just thankful to still be here among the living which is true because sometimes it, it shows you how to appreciate life because a lot of times we really don't appreciate life and what's really going on around our surrounding as far as you know family members that we don't get the time to take time out to talk to and say you know i love you yes I appreciate you mm -hmm. not only for what you do for me but just you being there yes you know I, yes you know, and i appreciate you too oh i appreciate you, know? you girl <laughs> you know i love you i was telling I um I, I was telling ross that yesterday we were at practice because as you guys know i will be um participating um well the the play that i'm in the ties that bind we're actually Actually scheduled to do another play on um, February the 9th so we are in rehearsals and I was just telling um, Roz yesterday I was like you know Stacy I just love her that's my girl right <laughs> and to who to I mean to many people that don't know about this play I really really suggest that you guys bring your family and your friends it's an excellent play I mean it's a must-see play and it really talks about everyday life and it mm -hmm. touch on a lot of things that people go through daily yeah. so i really really would recommend that play for everybody to go see it will bless your soul absolutely and tickets are on sale now so you can also send me a message if you would like to attend this awesome play it deals with um issues within the family mm -hmm. it deals with domestic violence it deals with um childhood molestation and rape and also alcoholism yeah. It, it deals with a lot of things. It tackles a lot of issues, things that we're not talking about in our That's household. True. So definitely come out. It is being uh, produced by LaRae Productions. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, this play has definitely gotten me, yes, definitely got me out of my comfort zone. I really want to go. I mean, the next time, y'all, um, I, I definitely want to be in a house, you know, because I want to see it again. It really, really touched my heart. Oh, and bless I'm you. I'm going to bring my kids because, you know, the other two weren't there with me, mm -hmm. and they really wanted to be there. So this time, when I was telling them about it, and they said that they really want to go. So this time, I will tell family, friends, and everybody to come because it's really going to bless you. Yes, yourself. get your girlfriends together. It could be one of those girls' so night see. out. You yeah. can go on a date with your boo, your bae, your honey, your husband, whoever that person may yeah. be. But it is something definitely that you would really enjoy. And yeah. like you said, it is well put together. We have an awesome cast. Yeah. Uh, we have an awesome, just people who just want to make change. You know, everybody agreed to do this play because they believe in the message of the play. Yeah, there exactly. is always a message, even though it's funny, yeah. it'll make you cry. It'll make you laugh and all those different things. But the message is so important yep. is that, um, you know, God is our all. 
and that we need him to be able to get through the things that we go through. And, you know, just basically talking about the issues that plague us in our family. That's true. That's true. Plague us in our family. Because what people fail to understand is that God has to be the center of everything. And a lot of times we, we, we exit, you know, exit God out of the situation, out of the equation, out of everything in our life when he must be the center of it. No matter how hard it might seem, he will make it lighter. Absolutely. You know, he said, I will make your, your burdens lighter. You Absolutely. Know, he said, cast them on him. Exactly. Cast, so them, on cast him. them on him is going to make it lighter. So with that being said, we're going to talk about you. What I want you to do, I want you to introduce yourself to our audience. Tell them about you and everything which you have going on. Okay, so as you all know, my name is Stacy Harvey. Again, I am a um, survivor of domestic violence. Um, I do have a nonprofit organization. Out of my brokenness came my uh my nonprofit organization, and it's called My Heart is in His Hand Ministries. It's not only a nonprofit, but it's a ministry that God gave me to heal, deliver, and to set people free because out of my brokenness and my pain came My Heart is in His Hand, that which I birthed. And I'm just grateful to God because when I, you know, look back at the many years and the things that I was going through as far as domestic violence, it was only the hand of God that had his hand on me, you know, while I was going through it, it couldn't have been no other way but him. Mm -hmm. You know, I mm -hmm. nearly lost my mind. I was depressed. I was suicidal. I was broken. I was all of the above. But look at me now. Yes. If, Glory if, to if God. I can get through it, you can get through it. And I'm speaking to somebody that's even watching even now. Mm -hmm. Somebody that feels as if they can't get through it. Somebody that feels as if they, um, you know, they can't come out of that situation. And that person is telling them that you're nothing. You're, you're worthless. You're not going to be nothing. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because God is able. All you have to do is keep saying to yourself, I'm a child of the most high God. You know, God created me to be the head and not the tail above mm -hmm. and not beneath. You know, so, I mean, as I said, I was suicidal. I was broken. I was depressed. And it was, it, 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 it was a transformation of God himself while I'm even sitting here because I was pushed out of a moving vehicle when I was three months pregnant with my son. I was pistol whipped. I woke up in a pool of blood with my tooth missing. So many things transpired and happened in that relationship, but I thank God. You know, so many things happened, you know, throughout me going through those stages of what, what my brokenness with this person doing whatever he did to me, but I had to get to a place of forgiveness. Mm. And forgiveness is not only for them, it's for you. And you have to get into a posture of forgiveness to forgive people for what they do because the Bible declares in Psalm 94 that vengeance is mine and I will repay. It doesn't matter how long it seems like there's nothing going on. It don't seem like, um, you know, they're going to get repaid for what they did to you, but you got to trust God. You just have to trust the process and know that God is able because Whatever he said he's going to do, he's going to do it. Amen. You know, he's not Amen. a God that he should lie. <laughs> that know? is true. So, like, that like is I true. said, I'm And that's big thing. that you touched on that about forgiveness because um, forgiveness is that missing piece that a lot of people forget about that when they're trying that's to true. heal. When yeah. you're trying to heal through something um, as, 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 as big of a magnitude of domestic violence is that you have to heal yeah. and you have to forgive. And a lot of times that forgiveness means that you have to forgive yourself for allowing things to happen to you. Exactly. Exactly. That has to be the major thing because you, if you don't forgive yourself, you say he's the reason why he, um, he put his hands on me because I dressed a certain way because I look this way, you know, it's, he I did something wrong. So therefore, you're not forgiving yourself for the things that you um, encountered and you're putting it on yourself as a burden and saying that, you know what, I was the cause of this. Mm -hmm. So you gotta forgive yourself. And I'm glad you really said that. Mm -hmm. You know, that has to be the key piece. That has to be the number one thing in order for you to get past it because I couldn't be in a room with my abuser. Mm -hmm. I didn't wanna be in the same room with him. I didn't wanna see him. I didn't want to have nothing to do with him if he opened his mouth or whatever the case may be. But yet still I have children, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't want to hurt them in the end. Mm -hmm. I wanted them 
to still be able to have a love, but I still had to separate that because I don't know what angle he's coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if today he might be okay and tomorrow he might be liable to ready, you know, be able to kill me mm -hmm. because you can't put your guard down. Mm -hmm. I can't tell. I can't tell people that enough. That is know? so true. You need to say that again because you sometimes never put people your guard we down. think we think that with abusers that you know at at some point you know you got to let your guard down. But a person yeah. that have violated you in such a way, it's like you always got to be have your guard watch what's time. going on. How are they going to react to you? Yeah, remember the conversation that we had. Um, about a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, when I was telling you that we went, I went to the screening, the live screening, and yes. um, the young lady, she had, um, she was married to her abuser, and while being married to him, she she um, was beaten up so badly to the point where they took her child away from her, and the child used to think that it was the mother. You know, she used to always say that, why did you um, let them take me? Mm -hmm. You know, why did you allow that to happen? But it happened that way in order for her to be in a safe environment. She didn't want that to happen, but because the police got involved, she ended up, you know, have to be taken away from both parents. And it so happened that she let her guard down. And one day she decided that, you know, I want to take my daughter trick-or-treating. Let me see if he can come out and, you know, we can go as a family mm -hmm. together and take the child so, you know, the child would see both mother and father, but it wasn't so. You know, she went ahead and called him, and when she called him, he said, okay, he's going to go trick-or-treating with her. And when they got there and was about to get out the vehicle, he decided that he's not getting out the car. And when he said he wasn't getting out the car, she went trick-or-treating with the daughter, and when she came back, he said, who was you with? Who were mm. you talking to? Who was you dealing with? And she was like, what are you talking about? The same he, old behavior the same came up behavior again. came up because mm -hmm. now he thinks that she's cheating and it wasn't so. So he, he decided that, okay, he's going to kidnap her. Mm -hmm. He kidnapped her, drove her across the country, across, uh, across state line with his um, family member, called the family member and told the family member because he drove tractor trailers, told the family member, come on, we're going to... Um, I'm going to ride with you. And he kidnapped her and her daughter. And for four days straight, that man beat her every single day. Mm -hmm. She said that he he um, he choked her so bad till she blacked out, like she literally passed out and fell asleep. And her eyes was like bloodshot red. And every time he had to relieve himself, he would pee on her, pee in her face, pee in her hair in front of the child. Mm -hmm. So this just goes to show you that when you are in those types of relationships and you have removed yourself from your abuser, you have to think that if, if you were in a relationship with this person, they were abusing you in front of the children, why would you want to go back into mm -hmm. that environment just for the sake of them being around to exactly. take your child trick-or-treating? Your child would have had just as much fun with you taking yeah. them trick-or-treating instead of you putting yourself in that exactly. situation. And that's what we have to learn. We have to learn how to co-parent yeah. after we're in these abusive relationships because they are still these children's father. That's so you have key. to get help for that. You have to you have to get counseling to see what does that look like for you. Mm -hmm. You know, you may not be the parent that's able to drop the child off to your former abuser. You may have to have someone else to come in that you drop the child off to and then they take them to their parent you know but you have police yeah something. something you have to do something because your life is still in jeopardy and they still get bitter you know yeah. it doesn't matter they just looking at you as the, the the person that's the enemy because now that you're out of it and you're not they're not controlling you anymore they're not telling you what you should and should not do anymore they just feel like you know, it's all or nothing. If mm -hmm. I can't have you, nobody can. That is you so know, true. Now that you're not with me, I still want to be called. I want. I want to be able to call the shots. Absolutely. So what we want to do right now is that we just want to let anybody know that if you or anybody else you know may be going through a domestic violence um, situation, that there is help. You are not alone, and it is mm -hmm. not your fault. Mm -hmm. There is a um, a domestic violence hotline which is 1-800-799-SAFE. You can call that number anywhere throughout the United States and they will be able to provide you resources yep. in your hometown to be able to assist you with anything you may need. 
Also, if you're here in the local area in DC, you can call 311. And in Prince George's County, you can dial 211. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna take a break. We have an awesome guest that's in the studio. Mm -hmm. He will be back here up to the desk when we come back. We have Cousin Wayne in the studio. Mm -hmm. He is an awesome community um, activist. So stay tuned, we'll be right back. You are watching The McYon Show.
back to the McYon Show. I am your host, McYon. And this is Stacy. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you can see, we have our awesome special guest at the table here with us. We have Cousin Wayne, our intervention <laughs> specialist. Hey, how you doing? Hello, Wayne. How are you? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? I'm right. doing great. Thank you so much for agreeing to be here. Appreciate you calling me and telling me to come on up. Awesome, no problem. I had seen your um, the article online, and when I was reading about you and what you were doing in the community, I was like, you know what, I have to have him on my show to let everyone else know who you are and what you're doing and how much of an impact that you are making in our city. So thank you, and thank you for your courage to step up and do something with our youth and, and young adults. That's thank really you. awesome. Yes. So, as I said, um, Cousin Wayne, he's an intervention specialist, and he's with the Office of Neighborhood Safety and Engagement in Washington, D.C. And you know what? I have never heard of this office. Mm -hmm. So, tell us a little bit about um, the office, your position, and, how, well, not how it came about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but just let tell us, tell the audience, you know, what do you do at the Office of Neighborhood Safety and Engagement? Well, <clears throat> I do intervention work. Um, There's a lot of things going on in our office. Um, we report, we, we respond to um, when somebody get killed or something, young man or the family needs somebody to come talk to them, try to give them some services. Um, what I do is basically, I'm a street man. Mm -hmm. I'm out in the street trying to stop the violence as much as possible. Oh, goodness me. I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry. And basically, what I do is I do mediations, I mentor, um, I do parenting seminars, I do groups with the young kids, I go to the schools and talk to them. Basically, I'm all over the place. I got many hats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really good because it's needed in the community. You know, the community is very broken and they don't have, you know, back in the days, the grandmother, the grandfather where you can go to their house and, you know, they instill something in you. They don't have that. It's more a bang bang shoot 'em up type thing, or they in the house watching video games, or they they're not thinking about nobody else but themselves. Ain't that mm -hmm. too much guidance out there right now? Yeah. That's so right. We're gonna bring it back. That's right. It's never too late. It's, and that is so true. It's never it's never too late to be able to make an impact on someone's life. And what I have found with doing domestic violence, and you know, I do a uh, a program that I do over at Anacostia. And I teach um, teen parents, you know, how to recognize healthy relationships. Just trying to be that prevention and that taking that proactive role into teaching them what a healthy relationship looks like. Bef well, I'm not going to say before because with domestic violence, we have teens as early as 13 experiencing dating violence. Mm -hmm. But to just try to come in and be that buffer to show them a different way because a lot of times they have never seen healthy relationships. Even myself, I had never received, seen a healthy relationship, so I didn't know what that looked like. Mm -hmm. And so when you go back and you, and you help educate um, the youth on the things that you didn't get and that they may not be getting, it makes a big difference in their life. Because for number one, what I have found, they finally view you as someone who cares. Yeah. Someone who just want to, you know, take their time out to be able to say, hey, is everything going on with you? Is everything okay with you? Do you have everything that you need? Because a lot of time in these households, they're not getting that. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have, either they don't have the mother or they don't have the father. And you being there is like a mother or a father for them because they don't have that in the home, mm -hmm. right. which is excellent. Mm -hmm. Right. So with you being out here and you in the streets and you're talking to the youth that's in the street, what are some of their, um, what, are, what are some of their complaints that they have with the adults? Well, <clears throat> some of them say our parents still old. Some of the parents don't want to listen to them because the things is moving fast. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them feel like you're not listening to them no more. Mm -hmm. And some of us as parents think that we still going back in our past or this is how it should be, but you got to change. Mm -hmm. The parents need to sit down with the kid. And sometimes we do need, need somebody in between them to tell them, look, parent, the parent got to understand that now things have changed. This kid need, needs to do this. And the child needs to say, things have changed. Dad, I'm going to listen to you or mom, I'm going to listen to you. But they don't want to listen right now mm -hmm. because they feel as though the parents don't want to listen to them. 
Yeah, because a lot of times a lot of parents don't believe that children have anything to say. It's an old um, saying that they have that children ought to be seen and not heard. You know, so it, it, it mutes their voice. And anytime we know that when your voice is muted, it internalizes itself and it comes out in an aggressive behavior, whether we're going to react. We may not can react up in our household, but then when we go outside the households, we act up in school, we mm -hmm. act up around other people. And then, you know, it, it forces our children not to have respect for adults. Because when they get from out of your covering, then that's why people say, well, why you got so many kids now fighting adults in schools and these and things like that? Because they don't have no outlet at home. And they don't see that at home. Yeah, too. yeah. The whole disrespectful thing. But it also forces them to go into the arms of wrong people. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the girl might not be getting the attention that she needs at home. And, and every time you say something, she, you, you shut her down. And she's like, okay, let me just go out there and find somebody that can listen, but it's the wrong person. Mm -hmm. And then they lead you astray, mm -hmm. you know? Could be that man, I'm looking for love, but this is not it, mm -hmm. you know? That is true, that is true. So um, Cousin Wayne, I do have a question for you. My first question is, why did you choose this kind of activism? Because I've been through it. Mm. And I'm giving back. Mm. Mm -hmm. And um, I first started with Peace of Harlots. Awesome. Peace of Harlots did some great work here in um, D.C. Yes, they did. They, they did very good work here of being able to get those whole neighborhood troops and everything, bringing some peace within these neighborhoods and coming together. And it, it, I mean, um, Ron, Ron, Ron Moten. That, that's his, I'm sorry, Ron. Ron my, my engineer's name is Ron, too. <laughs> but Ron Moten, you know, he's very famous for that whole program and everything of what, what he did with, with, with that. And um, it takes a different type of people, person to do that, to step out there into the streets, to step really in the middle yeah. of where there is gunfire and a lot of anger and for you to step in and to be able to call a truce to that. So um, what, what, what was that like? Well, when I hear people say that these kids out of control, it's not gonna, they never gonna stop what they're doing, mm -hmm. I'm gonna believe it that they can. Mm -hmm. I've seen it with my own eyes, mm -hmm. I did it. Mm -hmm. So it ain't nothing changed, it's just the game changed. Mm -hmm. You gotta learn how to change with the game. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing now. See, there's people out there right now as we speak, but you don't see them, it's not broadcast. Like, you didn't know who I was, but I'm out there in the streets. There's mm -hmm. other people like me out there, mm -hmm. other organizations. Oh, wow. So we have a caller. Hello, you're, you have reached the McYon Show. Hello. Hello, yes, hi. Hi, how are you? Finding you. Your name? My name is MJ. Hi, MJ, how are you? I'm well in yourself. Awesome. How can we help you? You have a question or comment? No, I was just listening, and I was just saying you guys have an amazing show. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you for definitely tuning in. Yes, yes. You and your um, special guest. So I just wanted to say, um, great. I mean, you guys need to continue. Thank you so thank much, you. MJ. We appreciate you calling in. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank we you. Need people like you guys because these young folks are, you know. So. Thank Ab you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. It's needed. It is needed. It is needed. So, so cousin Wayne, how long have you been with um, neighborhood safety? Like I said, I have I haven't heard of the program, but I'm just so thankful to hear that it is a, um, a program that the city decided to implement to be able to go out here into the streets and that it's going to take the everyday person to do it because I don't believe that it's the police job. You know, you understand what I'm saying? I, I believe in governing community. Absolutely. And um, might be a surprise to a lot of people, but I work under the mayor's office. Mm -hmm. And um, so they wouldn't, a lot of people think that the um, office not doing a whole lot, but they are doing something that got me out there. Mm -hmm. So um, like a shout out to um, Mayor Bowser. Um, Everybody from Juan's office, um, 
we doing some work out there, and it's not, like I said, it's not broadcast, mm -hmm. but it's secretly done, and mm -hmm. it's going to get done. Mm -hmm. It take time. Nothing ain't going to change overnight, mm -hmm. but we're going to get it done some type of way. But we need other people to step out and help. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just about me or a few other people. It's everybody. See, I'm, a lot of people point the finger. Why is this? Why are people still getting killed out in the street? But what are you doing? Absolutely. If you ask yourself right now, how many people really doing something? Mm-hmm. Ain't too many people doing nothing but pointing the finger. That's right. It's the little kids that's on the corner. When you walk up to them and you give them a meal, a lot of them kids hungry. That is true. And you wonder why they stand on the block all night. They hungry. Mm -hmm. If you walk up to that little child and bring a meal to him, he's going to eat it. Mm -hmm. And the next time you see him, you speak to him, he's going to respect you. You got to start coming back out. Mm -hmm. I know some people scared. I don't want to do that. Some young kids just need somebody to talk to. They just need some, exactly, some, someone to talk to and some guidance. And you know what I have found with doing the work I do is always the person who has so much to say and always pointing fingers, the ones that's not doing anything. They're not contributing to, and I don't like to call it a problem, to, to make the challenges that, that we have. Because I view it for that if we change our wording, if we change the word from problem to challenge, then maybe people will see that it's something that can be done about it. Right. A lot of times people view problems as, oh, it's never going to change because they're looking, they looking at it wrong. But if you look at it as it's a challenge, then it's something that we can come together and do something about it to make a change in that. Some people forgot that village. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know they say it takes a village to help? Yes. A lot of them forgot how it looked. Yeah. It do. And you know, it starts, it, you know what? I'm so glad you said that because it starts in the household. It starts in the household. I remember um, growing up, and I'm a um, native Washingtonian, and I remember growing up in the communities where you knew who your neighbors were. They knew who your parents were. It was certain things that you didn't do out of line outside of your house because you knew yeah. that those neighbors would get after you, yeah. reprimand yeah. you, and yeah. also tell your parents. Yeah. And then as I started growing up and then I became became adult and with my children, you know, the whole attitude about, oh, you can't tell me nothing about my child. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't even want to know who lived next door to me. I don't care what you're doing over there. Stay out of my business. I'll stay out of yours. And that's the problem. That and, is the problem. You know that rubs off on the kid. So when the mm -hmm. kid hear moms talk like that, so yeah, when that lady say something to him, he going to smack at her. Mm-hmm. Disrespecting them. Mm -hmm. But what we got to do is moms, and if they want to save the kids, because a lot of people say, my child ain't doing nothing, my child ain't doing this. But if you want to save these kids, <laughs> the parents got to unite. Mm -hmm. We get them to unite first, and then them kids saying, hold on, my mother ain't used to like you, but all of a sudden my mother like you. It's about unite. Mm -hmm. We got to be an example. We mm -hmm. not no examples no more. Yeah, you do. They got and your your children got to see you being an adult. And when times and when things is happening and it's not so comfortable for you, how do you handle that? They're watching how do you interact with another adult. Mm -hmm. They're they're watching that. If I got my mother and every time I do something, they think that everybody is against me, yeah. and I'm trying to fight everybody. What mm -hmm. does that teach my child? Turn around and do same the same thing. thing. I even posted a video with these two little girls and they was talking and they was having a conversation and one little girl saying that the adults always telling us to, to respect everybody to, to, to you know to, to stop being angry and mean but the adults is the ones that's fighting each other and we're seeing that parents they need to go back to the basics mm -hmm. I know? seen that video you put up I <laughs> did I totally truth. agree and it was a, a real young girl and that was so true we do we have to go back to the basics of parenting yeah, you're yeah. Right. we got to break the cycle yes yeah. we do yeah. Yeah, we gonna break the cycle we got to start from the little ones some people say yeah. don't talk to the little ones they too small but the no. little ones vicious with it they know what? a whole lot of stuff Them. they can grab that computer and do what they want to yeah. do on it Them kids, we got to start from the little ones Absolutely. Because you know when you be out in the street, sometimes you be out in the street, you be hearing these young, young kids be cussing and carrying on. And I'm like, I even stepped out of my house one day and I heard these three little boys cussing up a storm. And I looked at them and I stopped and I said, wait a minute. If your parents heard that, I don't think they will appreciate that. I don't think that they will want to hear you guys cussing like that. Don't ever let me hear you say that again. And the other one looked at each other and was like, ooh. Because mm -hmm. I had to stop it, you mm -hmm. know. I, I could have walked past and then, like, you know, they don't have no manners. But it starts with a village, like you said. Mm -hmm. You know, teamwork made the dream work. And, and, and 
it takes a village to raise a child. You can't raise yeah. that child by yourself. It do. Right. You do have something to do with that because if they're in your neighborhood, let's just say that we live in our neighborhoods longer and say if you have children growing up in this neighborhood and that same little boy start dating your daughter. Exactly. That becomes your that becomes it's your problem. problem. That becomes your problem. My so problem. yeah, that becomes your problem because now they're in relationship with your child. And I, I tell people, like you can you can raise your child how you want in your home to be mm -hmm. respectful and everything. But then when they go out in the world and they start dating, totally and we all know game. it's a totally different game. Mm -hmm. Somebody will come in your child's life and destroy all the years that you didn't put in with your child. That's true. They will destroy it all. Mm -hmm. And we know how when it comes to abuse, once the abuse starts, the victim gonna go into isolation. Yeah. So you won't even know. Nope. You I won't know. even know. So we have to get back to teaching our little girls and our little boys how to be respectful, how to be children, how to grow up in a society that where we respect one another, where we love one another. And just because we're not blood related, but that 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 has to be a view that you look at me exactly. like you respect me just because of who I am. I am an adult. Yeah. And our children have lost that. And I know we see it every day in the school systems and everything of these children fighting the adults. And I, I tell you, my heart goes out to all um, teachers that's in the system that have to show up every day to try to teach these children who don't even have learning on their minds. But what the parents fail to understand is once you hand them over to the school, the teachers become their parents. Yeah. You know, and... A lot of times, if your child is, is, is disrespectful and rude, they don't want to teach them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, I don't want to have nothing to do with you because you're rude and you're disrespectful. So, you know, I'm not going to put as much energy into you as I would another child that's respectful. You and know? the parents got to understand that, Exactly. Too. Mm -hmm. some, of, some of them kids are really out of control. And mm -hmm. you have a parent coming, they want to fight the teacher mm -hmm. because she's disciplined. And they know their child is bad. You know your child bad. You mm -hmm. see it all day. Mm -hmm. He disrespects you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of it goes back to uh, mental illness too. A lot of a lot of them, uh, children have um, mental illness, and the parents are not doing anything about it. You know, they they see the behavior, but then they turn their eye, they turn their back to the behavior. So even at, in our communities, we have to get an understanding of that. That mental illness, it is real. Mm -hmm. You know, depression is real. Children are suffering from depression and post-traumatic um, stress disorder mm -hmm. from being in traumatic experiences. They can be very young and watch you go through abuse, and it becomes PTSD for them. So mm -hmm. they have triggers. So every time going through life, if something is reminding them of the abuse that they have witnessed, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, they're going to repeat it. And then it turns them into that depression. That depression is real because they don't have yeah. nowhere where they can go and talk and tell Not about what's going on with them. So we have to be able to open up them lines of communications with our children and get back to how Queen of Fee always say, that um, dining room table conversation to know what's going on in your children's lives and be there. That's you true. know, it, it's not all about paying. It's not all about getting the bag. Mm -hmm. It's not all about that. It's about saving your children. Because yeah. what does it mean to get the bag and you lose your children? Mm -hmm. It just don't make sense at all. So, Cousin Wayne, I have another question for you. I know you said that you did this work because, you know, at, at one point um, you were arrested and everything or got into some type of trouble. Mm -hmm. And so um, with you experiencing that, that's how you're able to now go back and help someone else to come over because you've been through that. Yeah. Do, they, do, the, do the youth, do they appreciate that with you? They understand. <laughs> they understand more. Um, I feel as though that the reason I'm really into it because yeah, I feel as though it's my fault. Mm. I didn't pass the baton right. Mm. Come on a lot now. Of, a lot of kids just seen us do stuff and they thought it was right and I never talked to them and told them that it was wrong. So when I passed it to him, he dropped it because he didn't get it all. So how could he mm -hmm. teach the next one? We want, I'm talking about the 13-year-old. Mm -hmm. How could he teach them 28-year-olds, teach a 13-year-old what to do or 15? that he dropped it. He assumed that he was telling them the right things, mm -hmm. or but he's not. He don't understand himself. Mm -hmm. So I feel as though it's like me, I'm in my 40s. The dudes that's in the 40s, we need to step up 
and get this community back in order. Mm -hmm. We destroyed it. Mm -hmm. We were selling drugs, doing what we was doing. Then we, a lot of us went to jail. A lot of us home now. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of dudes that do want to help. Mm -hmm. it's our, I think it's up to us. Mm -hmm. We got to teach them 28-year-olds and 30-year-olds that want to do what's right, but they don't know how to teach their kids. So them kids right there, can you imagine the 13-year-olds going over to the 8-year-old? Then we're going to be out of here. We're going to really be in trouble. Mm. So it's all about what we're doing as a man, we need to step up. Mm -hmm. Once we step up, we already know you ladies are gonna already be there on our side. Anyway. Got your back. Because what they fail to realize, the Bible declares that the men are the head. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. once the head is messed up, everything else is messed up because God placed you guys to be the head mm -hmm. and the covering over us. So you guys have to really, really step, take a stand as, as men to say that, you know what, we're gonna take back our families, we're gonna take back our children, we're gonna step up and really, really try to get down to the nitty gritty and try to kick half of this stuff that's in this community out, mm -hmm. you know? And it, it, it won't work if, 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 if we don't come together because teamwork make the dream work. We gotta come together in, in as a unit mm -hmm. together to try to help bridge the gap to save these people, you know? That is so true. So on that note, we are getting ready to take another break, and we'll be right back. You are watching The McKeon Show.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the McKeon Show. I am your host, McKeon. And this is Stacy. Thank you so much for tuning in. We want to say thank you to everybody that's watching on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much. We have our guest here, Cousin Wayne, in the studio. So when we left off, we were talking to him about the awesome program that he has with the office the Office of Neighborhood Safety and Engagement, and he is an intervention specialist. So, Cousin Wayne, we're gonna get right back into the questions. Mm -hmm. So I have another question, it's like, how long do you think you will keep doing this work? This is my passion. I got five boys, I'm gonna make sure all of them right. Mm. That's really good. Praise so God. This is what I'm gonna do, I don't want nothing else, uh, this is it. Being an example. Mm -hmm. Being an example and a role model. You know, a lot of times uh, um, people look for role models outside of themselves for their children, but I guarantee you that you are the number one role model for your children. Your children aspire to make you happy, for you to believe in them, and they love watching their parents. They love watching their parents be the best that they can be, and they mimic that. And they grow up wanting to do just that. Yeah, you're right. So that is awesome. So you know, when you're pulling all that into them, then you're gonna have a whole lot of activists <laughs> coming out of them children. You're gonna at least get one. You have five boys. You're gonna at least get two. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's gonna follow if, in your same if footsteps. Nobody else don't believe that it can change. You believe. Yes. Once you believe, all it takes is one. That's it. Once you believe. There's nothing that God can't do. That is so true. Yeah. That. And you know, a lot of times with your um, with the passion that we have, it's, it's just like with me and you as being um, advocates of domestic violence, you know, um, this is life work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is not something that you say, oh, I'll wake up one day and say, mm, maybe asked. I'll do that because I didn't ask for this job. Not at all. You know, it not was it was kind of it, it was I was thrown into it yeah. and it has become my life work to be able to help and save someone else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we always look at it because sometimes you can get discouraged with doing this type of work. But with this work, we believe in that if we just save one, we have done our part. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. up to you to do the rest. Yeah. It's Absolutely. up to you to do the rest. So Absolutely. we thank you, Cousin Way. We thank you. We thank you for Appreciate this being something that you are, you are true to. Mm -hmm. We wish you much success. We, I, I know it's some success stories. I know you hear them all the time. And we just want you to continue with what you're doing. And also, how can... How can some other people get involved and help you with your mission? Well, I know a lot of people don't like to go out there in the communities because they, they say the kids out of control, but I can say this, a lot of them hungry. If you can help out with some food, I come and get it, put it out there in the streets and feed them. That's, that's something that I know for a fact that is a problem. Mm -hmm. About a couple of weeks ago, I seen a young man outside and I asked him, I said, so why you out here all the time? It's 10, 10 o'clock at night. He was like, I'm just trying to make me a few dollars so I can give me something to eat. Mm. That's letting you know that a person would see him and say he out here trying to do negative, but he ain't doing nothing but bumming a few dollars before he go in the house. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that just let me know that a lot of kids are hungry. Yeah. And if it's people out, we had an organization, um, ah, he gonna kill me that I can't remember his name. It was a crane organization. And um, he asked me, I just seen my um, flyer. Um, he asked me, um, Wayne, what can I do? Mm -hmm. I said, they hungry. He asked me what time they get out of school. I said, 3.15. He said, I'll meet you around Gold Road. Mm -hmm. He came out there with a truck. He fed 200 people. Wow. wow. See, that's, that's what we need, community. When you're asking out what you can do, because we understand that some of us, some of us, and you got to know what lane to stay in. We know some of us are not going to be out there with their feet to the metal out there in the streets. We know that. But what can you do? You can take your money and you can bless someone. You can provide food for these children that's out there on the street. Because if, maybe if we feed them, then they would get off the streets. Yeah. That way they can be in the house, they can be learning and being productive. And then also these programs, and I always say this, sometimes these programs, guys, we got these programs too expensive for the everyday parent, it's especially when they true. got more than one child. They can't afford four or $500 for a program and they got five kids. 
So that means nobody go. That means nobody participates. So we got to get back to maybe you guys can do sponsorships for these programs. Pay for a child to have, you know, a, 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 a sports. Um, take football. Take or football or basketball. Or put them in these camps, you know, these after-school yeah. programs. Pay for that instead of another pair of $700 shoes or $1,000 pocketbooks where them people don't care nothing about you, your kids, your yeah, neighborhood, anything. Take that and invest it into our community. Yeah. Take it back and invest in our community. Because the children are our future. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And too many are dying. Mm -hmm. Too many are dying in the streets. Too many are dying in the streets. So, Cousin Wayne, how is there a contact information, a telephone number, um, email address that they can get in contact with you to, to donate? Um, you can go to Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E, dot C, one, two, four, at Yahoo. Okay, give it to them one more time. D-U-A-N-E dot C-124 at yahoo.com. Please, guys, please get in contact with um, Cousin Wayne and or, definitely support. Or you can go on Cousin Wayne on Facebook. Or Cousin Wayne on Facebook and send him a message. You know, send him a donation. Help out with the children. He's trying to feed the children on the street. One of the issues that they are out in the street is because they are trying to get money just so they can have food to eat. And that is heartbreaking in itself because we all know what it would feel like not to have nothing to eat. Yeah. When you don't have nothing to eat, I always say desperate times will bring desperate measures. You always wonder how can someone do something? Let your belly get, let, let, let you get hungry. Yeah. Let, let your belly be empty for too long. You will be amazed at what you would do. Yeah. You will be amazed at what you would do. So also, one more question, um, Cousin Wayne, I have for you, and this is the big one, and I want everybody to know this, is that why is this work so important to you? Because I'm tired of seeing kids die. Mm. That's yeah. why. It's tired of it. I don't want to see my eyes die. That's right. That's right. And I definitely can um, concur with that. That's the reason why I do domestic violence is because my 18-year-old daughter was murdered by her 18-year-old boyfriend. And I promised my daughter and God that if I can help another mother to not have to deal with burying her child prematurely, then that's what I would do. That's why it's so important because we're thinking about your children. We're thinking about what you have to go through because what has been pressed upon us. Wow. That's, That's what it's about. That's why it's so important. So I'm telling you guys, please, please, I beg of you. One week, a week that you usually will go shopping, please take that money and donate that money to an organization of your choice. Mm -hmm. Donate that money. And a lot of times... It's not the organizations that you see everywhere. It's not those organizations. I'm talking so about true. the organizations that's in the trenches. I'm talking about the organizations whose presidents and members of those organizations may not even have food in their own house, mm -hmm. who may not even have gas in their own cars, but traveling and going out to be able to save someone else. I'm talking about those so grassroots organizations that you guys see that's out there doing the work. Mm -hmm. And that's there for you. And it's so funny because you guys will be the same ones that will reach out to those organizations when those tragedies knock on your door. But yet you haven't invested a penny into what they're doing. That's true. You haven't invested a penny. So you have to invest. God says that what you do, the same thing in the church, you bring it to the storehouse so that when you need it, it's there for you. Amen. You need it. It'll be sad that one day something happens to you and you need that organization and they ain't got no funds. They can't help you. But yet you done gave all your money to all these big designers all these big organizations where they're paying their, their presidents and founders hundreds of thousands of dollars where that money never reach your community. Mm -hmm. It never reaches your community. Give it to the organizations that's in your community that you see doing the hard work. Stacy, do you have any more questions for Cousin Wayne? I just want to say that, you know, I, I really appreciate you for what you're doing because it takes a heart 
of somebody to really do that because you know I always say that if you don't have a heart and a passion you will quit mm -hmm. you will give up because mm -hmm. it, 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 it's a lot and sometimes you want to give up but because you know where you're coming from you just say, I can't give up because somebody needs me. Mm -hmm. You know, just like even in domestic domestic violence, sometimes I want to give up. I didn't ask for this platform. But because of what I went through, I want to save somebody's life. Amen. So I really appreciate you for what Amen. you're doing and wanting to make a difference in a child's life because it goes so far away. And you don't know that you're looking at a generation that's coming up that's going to bless you. Mm -hmm. You know, because what you do for others, they'll do for you. That's it right. might not be them in particular, but somebody see your work that you're doing, and they will want to bless you abundantly. Mm -hmm. So I really do appreciate you. Yes, right. yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I can't even say that enough. I just thank yeah. you. I thank you for your thank courage. You to being able to go out there into the streets and make a difference. Thank you so much. And if there's anything that we can do mm -hmm. yeah. here at the McYon Show, the Lakeisha Brown Foundation, uh, my heart is in his hands, and I'm even quite sure I can speak for Vox Wave here. They are definitely uh, um, a company that's invested into the community as well. So if you need anything, definitely please reach out to us so we can see how we can be able to help you. I'm going to speak for myself. I really want to come out there one day with you. <laughs> no, I, she wants to go I, on I the front lines. And, and everybody else that's online that yes. sees that, I'm asking you all to make a pledge because 2019 belonged to Jesus, and we have to make a pledge to be able to save somebody's life, save somebody's soul, be able to be a blessing to somebody. Yes. So I'm going to pledge that I'm going to take a day out of my time to go with this man and whatever he's doing and overshadow him and even want to feed these children. That's I'm right. I'm going to take my time, That's my right. money, and my energy to do that. So I, just like how they said, you know, whatever pledge that you make, mm -hmm. the, the, I, I want you all to, to do To match it that. Yeah, I want you to match, match your pledge. Something Definitely. even greater. So That's I'm asking right. you all to match it in something greater. Definitely. I'm even going to say I'm going to be out there. If she's going to be out there, I'm going to be out there. there we're going to get some other people. We're going to come out there and we're going to feed some people. Yeah. We're going to feed those kids and we're going to do some things and we're going to pull some love into these children and let them know that they do have someone that cares for them. Teamwork made the dream work. Absolutely. Teamwork made Absolutely. the dream work. Absolutely. So I want to thank you guys for watching us. We are here each and every Monday from 6 o'clock to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, if there's anybody who would like to come on to be a guest on the show, definitely send me a message on Instagram or Facebook at MBA Speaks. So thank you so much, Wayne, for being thank here. You, thank thank you. you so much, Stacy, for being you. here. Always thank you to my awesome <laughs> engineer, Ron. You are watching the McYon Show. Thank you so much. And Happy New Year. We'll see you next Monday. It will be a new year. So Amen. thank you so much. God bless and have a great night. You all have a blessed one. <laughs> we love to see you All right. I say now when the people see me, they say have no fear. All I'm going to do it for the big brothers come from Berlin, up Carter, Big Apple, and all the rest of that crew, Philly crew. All right. Also, special education going out to the big brothers, Southeast man, because they come to go get. All right, now, do it, y'all. We love to, we love to see you do it, y'all. All right, look at y'all. Talk about the people see me. They say have no fear, cuz go, go. The rain's show showing up here. Say the people come around me just to hear what I say. Cause I rock them in and I just out this fit. Say what? Cause you can dance if you want, child. And you can keep in your state of mind. Cause if you don't dance, well, if you don't dance, well, y'all, no fit of mind. Save a bullet.